Do you consider yourself normal? Then this is not the show for you. Please go somewhere else. This is WYRD. If it's getting weird, it's got to be the Weird Mountain Gals show. How about you? I'm doing pretty good myself. The weather broke. Oh, yes. Yes. I finally replanted my tomatoes. I felt like such a fool digging them up, but I don't remember it ever being this cold this late. And I was just precious about them little tomatoes, so they went back out yesterday. Mm-mm. And they're fine, and they're going to be fine. And they were the ones that your dad, they were your dad's <gasps> favorites? Yeah, they were my dad's favorite, and I had four seeds. That's all I had because I didn't Ooh. buy any seed this spring. I've just been using up what I've got. I had four Ooh. seeds, and every one of them sprouted, and and they were pretty stout plants. But then bringing them inside, two of them didn't make it. So yeah. so I'm down to two. We'll see what happens. And this is mortgage lifter tomato. That's it. It's a big old sweet <laughs> tomato. It's good. Well, you know, um, we have someone on our Podbean app who listens to uh, to the podcast named Roxy, and she said she she said I've got some mortgage lifter tomatoes in my garden as well. LOL, along oh. with Arkansas Travelers, which were my grandparents' absolute favorite. I know, I love that one too. It's good and it's sturdy. Yep, yep. Well, hopefully. Nothing happens to yours and everything works out. But if it doesn't, at least you know somebody now. <laughs> I can say, would you just send me a little old tomato so I could have the seeds? <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Oh, and you know what? We got an answer to something, too. Oh, we good. Had, uh, R. R. Rose. She oh, said uh-huh. she wanted to answer my question. Remember we were talking about movies? That were filmed in Asheville? Yeah. And I was talking about the one with the two presidents. Yes, and she knew the name of it. Mm-hmm. It was my, she says, it was my fellow Americans. She is right. She's so smart. R.R. Yep. Rose, you're so smart. Yep, yep. And she says, and that film was used during the court process to copyright the phrase, quote, dykes on bikes, which I don't know. <laughs> well, she would know that. <laughs> Very cool. Rose, you're the yeah. best. Mm-hmm. Well, what I remember about that movie was there was a gas station uh, in Fletcher, which is a little south of Asheville, and it called Enmark. And some scene from that movie was filmed uh, at that Enmark. And uh-huh. there was something about it. after it, after the film went away or something, the the convenience store did not do the cheesy thing and say, "Hey, this is where this movie was filmed." Um, but what it did instead was just completely renovated. So it's not, it doesn't look oh, anything how like funny. that. You reckon yeah. they were embarrassed about that? Maybe I don't know. I thought it was fun. And then Melanie asked for our recipe for pickle beans. Oh, 
Well, I, I mean, I just use the same kind of pickling brine I use for anything that's got some dill and a little bit of garlic and uh, peppercorns and stuff in it and just put them down in that. But I don't break them up. I like them to be really long. So I cut them the length of the little mason jar and just mm-hmm. shove them all in tight with the little garlic and all that other stuff in it and then just pour in the pickling brine. That's all nice. I do. And then I that's put it in the hot water bath. Mm-hmm. The hot water bath, yeah. I don't know our recipe. I know that it doesn't have just beans in it, and they do cut up the beans pretty small, or I say they, but it's really my Aunt Judy who's mm-hmm. uh, carrying on that tradition now. And she'll put, uh, sometimes she'll put corn in with the pickle beans. Yeah, I'm thinking, of trying, I'm thinking of trying that this year because a lot of people like that. I mean, my family always just like plain pickle beans. And my grandmother didn't like eating them cold. She didn't like eating them like pickles. She heated them up. So they had that I, short, tangy taste. Wow. We lived in two different worlds there because I've <laughs> never even thought of having pickle beans cold. That oh, you always have them hot. Huh? Yeah, yeah. I, it just never occurred to me that you wouldn't heat them up. <laughs> oh, yeah. you know, they're, they're real good just as pickles. I chop mm-hmm. them up and put them in salad. And it just wow. gives you it's like capers. It's that really sharp, but just a little tiny bite of that sharpness. Oh, it makes it real good. Yeah, I eat them both nice. ways. Well, we'll just have to switch some out. I'll, I'll give you some. You give me some. We'll check them out. Well, and in the Weird Mountain Gals product line, we can offer a line of pickle beans. <laughs> <laughs> See, now we're just going to branch into food. Yeah. Pickle beans now. Look out! Well, well, it's it's. Uh, I really would have expected somebody to to uh, have commented on the product line that we were talking about, but maybe because we were talking about tip boards, nobody did. But it's <laughs> it's funny that that was mentioned last time because I got on that Facebook today and I went into one of these private uh, groups on Facebook that I have that talks about the history of Graham County. And uh, Yvonne was up there posting a bunch of photos and stuff. And she posted about everything that we've talked about, I think. She, so it makes me wonder, <laughs> how did that even happen? She, is she listening to us? She might. I don't know. She's kind of the family historian now that um, my Uncle Junior has passed away. And she might have been all along and I just didn't realize it. You know, but she's got so much stuff. And my mom became a Facebook celebrity last night and didn't even know it. Oh, bless her. What happened? Well, although, let me caveat that with, actually, she probably knew it before I did. Because (laughs) in the same group, there was a photograph uh, posted that Yvonne posted of my mom when she was 10 or 11 years old working at the switchboard. Remember we talked about the phone company being in the basement? Yep. At my grandparents? Yep. Yeah. Well, so, and she had she had posted this picture of mom, and she named her there, and there was something like 54 likes and four or five comments. And when I was talking to mom this morning, she does not have a Facebook account. And so, yay. <laughs> But I said something to her. I said, well, Mom, I guess you were a celebrity now. And she said, oh, I know. And I said, you do? 
do tell mom <laughs> and uh, her network is strong her game is strong uh because she one of my i guess her first cousin and my second cousin called her and told her and i said well how old were you she said she was 10 or 11 years old when that picture was taken and i said well we live in a world where your past is you know available for other people don't we Huh. Isn't that interesting? Yep, yep. And I saw I saw all kinds of neat photos and things that I had forgotten about over uh, in the Robbinsville area. And it, I really liked looking at all of it. Somebody yeah. keeps very good records. I tell you what, though, sometimes I'm, I'm in one of those old Asheville groups, and mm-hmm. and I see pictures of the way it was even... 20 years ago mm. and I just think what a mess it is now oh I know well we've lost our uh, soul or something in the process sense. Of have we lost money? our common sense yes that's exactly all that we about. ever had common sense well, but uh, but we lost our soul in favor of making money yep. uh, in my opinion and I don't say that lightly because I realize that it's an industry that has helped us a lot through the years. You know, we've always had tourism, even at the beginning of our town. Oh um, my gosh, we have always been a tourist town and a tourist area. I'm not, I'm not saying anything about that because that is just true. Right, but the uncontrolled growth and, you know, the out-of-control rents and we've just kind of forgotten what, what, this town used to be like and what what used to be more important to us I think was a quality of living and saying that I also realized that the people who come here are, are coming here for an illusion they've been sold down the road that this is some sort of beautiful green cool uh, place where everything is wonderful all the time and really it's just not it's, right they, it's they're paying for a uh, Shangri-La Right. And it is beautiful. I mean, we, I think we live in the most beautiful place in the world, personally. But downtown Asheville itself, I'm just, I'm ill with what they've done to it. As everyone knows, I make no secret of that in social media. And I get called down periodically by an elected official who will say, you're not making this very easy. Well, that's the point. I'm not making yeah. it easy. Well... I'm not going to tell you to run for office, okay? I know that's been oh, suggested God, no. in the past. Can you imagine? I don't want you to. Oh, oh mother. <laughs> I can. I can imagine. Anyway, I just don't want you to do that to your own blood pressure right now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I fooled you. I've got blood pressure medicine. So there. <laughs> my, doctor, my doctor was so funny. You know, he, I, I got white coat, hypertension, no question. But he also, he he's very sensible. He said, well, look, if you get stressed out coming to see a doctor, you're going to get stressed out in other places, and it's going to jack up your blood pressure. So I'm going to put you on a little tiny dose of this little tiny thing. It's going to be fine. And when, he, when I said, all right, I'll do it. And I said, so now I can have even more stress. And he said, no, that is not the point <laughs> of medication. The point is that we control your stress now. And I was like, oh, all right. Well, Self-care. I'll try. I'll try. Self-care. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. I you will. Do I practice it? No. 
No, you don't practice it very well. But part of that goes along with being who you are, you know, in the community. And you've got so many hats that you wear. I mean, you're a gardener and you're an author and you teach workshops and you read cards and not to mention you're the high priestess over at Mother Grove. And I mean, it all spells a schedule to me. (laughs) Yep. It is. It's a schedule. I'm a little bit scheduled. I had somebody contact, contact me the other day sent me a private message and said, Hey, pumpkin, are you busy? And I didn't know, <laughs> I didn't know which one to laugh at first. Somebody called me pumpkin, which I thought was adorable. Or am I busy? No, no, I'm just sitting on the couch. I'm eating some bonbons, drinking tea. How about you? What you doing? <laughs> well, <laughs> she's talking to you. But yeah. The talking thing is important right now. Yes, I mean, it, it is, is the communicating thing. It really, really is. I've seen it and I've needed it and all of that too. And even that reminds me of my grandparents. And when I was a child, I remember that my grandma wanted to talk to all the kids before she went to bed at night. And oh. she'd get on the phone with them for even just a minute or two. You know, check at check on them, see how they were doing. And her network game was very strong as well, like my mom's. Except my grandma's was probably more far-reaching because the town was smaller, and she literally was Sarah, the operator. <laughs> you remember that from Andy Griffith? Sarah put me yeah. through to Mount Pilot. Yeah. Uh huh. Let me through. My grandma. <laughs> yep. I love people that. had. They knew they had these party lines back then, which were, for those of you who are young and don't know what a party line is, it would you be, young and- yeah, yep, it's a, a line that is actually hardwired to a telephone, and multiple homes would have the same phone number, and so multiple phones, if they, and homes could pick up when the phone ring so the reason that it worked so well though was because you would be assigned a type of ring so the phone would ring the first time and 10 houses would all stop what they were doing to see who was getting a phone call (laughs) and it'd be you know two longs and a short well that would be aunt patty down the road and two shorts and a long that would be nelly vaughn down the road you know and you would know who was getting called and if you wanted to, you could pick that phone up real quietly. And you could and listen in. Yeah, but you better oh. not breathe too loud. No. And the thing is, is they wouldn't even know, even if they heard someone who had picked up the line, they'd never know what home it was that did it because things were not digital back then. That's right. And so... It felt like, to me, as a di- somebody who's been in the digital world for decades now, that kind of feels like flying blind, which may <laughs> I also say it feels like freedom. <laughs> well, but also the thing about growing up like that, you know, I grew, grew up in a cove out in West Buncombe County, West by God Buncombe County. <laughs> and the thing about it was you didn't have any privacy, whether you're on the phone or not. Everybody knew everybody's business. And if somebody, if somebody came up pregnant, they came up, everybody knew it. No, mm-hmm. you couldn't keep a secret anywhere. And I laugh at these people who go, oh, let's just go back to the way it used to be when communities, <laughs> when people really knew each other. And I thought, I don't, I don't know if you really want that. 
Are if you sure you want them to really know you? That's right. If you want to have any kind of privacy in your life, you don't want to live in a cove like the one I grew up in because there was none. And so the good stuff like, oh, I'm going to have a grandbaby. That stuff went all over like a wildfire. But also the stuff about so-and-so's husband got arrested for being a drunk. That also mm-hmm. flew all over the cove. So- it did. It really did. Isn't that interesting? Because I never put that privacy issue in the same category with today's privacy issues. And I maybe I should have, but that's interesting and also very true. I think I've yeah. told you the story of all the 30 some years ago, the first time we went, I took my uh, new husband to Robbinsville. It was a Monday. And the reason I remember that is because the sheriff's department was closed. The police department was closed. A lot of the stores were closed. They would just close on Monday. Excuse me. Yeah, was it Monday? Yeah, it'd be Monday. Uh, and and he went out walking that evening. I guess he just, you know, he was wanted to walk around the town. And the phone rang almost instantly with someone wanting to know if my grandma had seen that young person walking down the road. And it was somebody they didn't recognize. <laughs> yeah, he's a young person and he had a beard and you know, they didn't recognize him. So, <laughs> but the town knew before he got back to my grandma's house. Everybody who needed to know did know. <laughs> yeah. And e- even a few who didn't need to know probably knew. So, right. so we had that going on back then. Yes, we did. Yeah, yeah. Everybody knew everything. But also, there's two things you could, you got taken care of by all those neighbors, too. So if you were down at the bottom of the hill and it was lunchtime and somebody was getting a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, you were getting one, too. Yeah. And I had a terrible bike wreck when I was uh, 10 or 11 years old. Terrible. Broke, had a compound fracture, broke a tooth. Oh, it was a terrible mess. And it happened down at the bottom of the hill, of course, because I was going down the hill on my bicycle. And all the way up the hill, walking up home, somebody would take me in and, like, sop up the blood and give me oh. drink water or whatever. Because none of them drove, because this was all the mamas that were home oh. in the, in the yeah. late 60s, early 70s. So nobody could just come down and get me and drive me up the hill. So instead, I had to go limping up that hill with a gash in my leg, just pouring blood, Oy. and a broken thumb. And but every step of the way, somebody would come out and go, "All right, now you're gonna be okay." But you know, also none of them walked me home either. Now that I think of it, well, they just said, "No, you go on. You go on. You're gonna be fine." <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah. That really is interesting. I'm, yeah, you know that. We lived around each other in Robbinsville, but not as close to each other as when um, as West Asheville. And of course, you were in a in a were you in a holler or on a hill? I was I was in a cove. You're in a cove. Yeah. Yeah. So we yeah that's that's very interesting. And you're right though, people did take care of each other back then, and that's that's kind of a given. It is kind of a given. Wonder what what all of our ancestors would think if they were watching us today. Well, I say if, like, I don't believe that they are, but, you know. Well, what do you think? I don't know. 
I think sometimes they think we're probably weak and gutless. And then other times they think we, you know, we're spoiled rotten. I mean, yeah, I'm like you. I spend a lot of time thinking about and communing with my ancestors. And sometimes what they're thinking is not the best. It's like, what? get off your butt and do something. If you don't like yeah. the way it is, change it. What's wrong yeah. with you, whiner? And the whole, yeah, the other day, <laughs> I have to tell you this story, and I'm somewhat embarrassed by it, but it's a, it's true, though. The other day, I actually got in a funk because I couldn't figure out how to program the time on this microwave. Oh. It's like, really? <laughs> really? Because the microwave um, is an old one, and if the time is not programmed, it, li- it won't heat. It won't do wow. its job as a microwave. And I found this out by mistake, and... I, I afterwards, after I pitched my little internal hissy fit about it, I thought, well, boy, that was just because of a microwave. <laughs> when the, and what I wanted to do was heat up some water for tea. And you know how I made such a big deal about, oh, no, I like a teapot. I just like a teapot. Well, the truth is, if it's way more convenient than I use the microwave. And I don't, I don't, uh, I'm not actually proud about that. And I think, well, my, my ancestor line, they were warriors and they were this and they were that. And it's like, well, I can't figure out how to make the microwave work. <laughs> yeah, but does the microwave boil your water? Uh, it heats it. Yes. Well, it see, does. that that's, that's the stopping point for me. Because if I'm drinking tea, that damn water's got to boil. And if it doesn't boil, it's not going to be hot enough to make the tea the way I like it. Because I'm just well, a snob. I'm a tea snob. I'll well, drink the crappiest coffee. You can. You put the crappiest coffee in front of me. I'll throw some milk in it and drink it right down. Because I, I ain't got no taste for coffee. But tea, my tea has to be fixed a certain way or I don't like it. And I get judgmental well, about it. Judgmental. I, drink, I drank this tea that day just for the caffeine. That's the other thing. <laughs> I hear really? you. I can't get my day started without some caffeine. But it was a, it was kind of a crunch day on on getting that website launched and everything. And oh, I got yeah, up early and I was just like, you know, over the I was I had my focus on, you know, and I was I was there drinking tea for the caffeine and not even enjoying the day at all. I just sat right there and buried my head uh, on with my iPad, my laptop. And uh, worried about a microwave. So anyway, yes, to answer your earlier statement there, uh, I do think that we are somewhat weak and lazy sometimes. <laughs> or I say we, and I mean me for sure. Yeah, me too. And anytime I say we, I really mean me, and I just need to say it like that. Yeah. But you know, hey, apropos of that, there is a, an electric kettle in the kitchen there somewhere that my youngin gave me. Oh, I didn't. And that's super I, I, fast. That's way faster than that old stove. Yeah, I feel a little weird drinking water that's been, you know, heated by a microwave, and that's the truth. So I don't know. And I'm, I'm not shaming about the microwave. I'm not shaming you about it. If that's faster for you, you do it. No shame. Yeah. No shame. Well, yeah, but it's not like I have this giant schedule where I must go or I'm going to miss the bus. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I've missed the bus plenty of times in my life. 
Lord of mercy, I'm constantly <laughs> missing the bus. Yeah, me too. I do that quite often with internet humor. I just don't quite, some of it, I'm just, I'm just too old and it has passed me by. And I don't, I don't get all the internet humor that's out there sometimes. But anyway. Uh, so <laughs> I know I can always do those quizzes. It's like, if you can find the A in all of these N's in 10 seconds, you must be a genius. Well, I can always find genius. that because I got, I got good eyes that way. But then sometimes they'll be like some kind of stupid question. And I'll go, I don't have a clue. <laughs> I don't even know. I, and it's always about, you know, popular culture. It's like, well, so-and-so was dating so-and-so on this yeah. dating show. And, blah, and I'm like, who cares? I don't know, and I don't care. The Double. last dating show that I watched was the newlywed game. <laughs> you remember <laughs> Oh, that? boy, you just dated yourself. Oh, yeah. What was that guy's name? Was it, it wasn't Monty Hall. It was a, oh. an M name, though. Oh, we'll figure it out. But yeah, the newlywed game. And I still say that's real television, y'all. <laughs> so if you got to watch that and Wild Kingdom with Marlon Perkins, that's the only stuff worth watching. <laughs> I know now. Bonanza. Don't forget about Bonanza. I can't get behind Bonanza anymore because for some reason it just started boring me. And so I, I've watched it. I guess I just watched enough of it when I was a kid. And as an yeah. adult, I just, yeah, I'm like, oh, oh, no, I yeah, I haven't seen it since I was a kid. But, <laughs> boy, I loved that show. I've got a friend I've got in touch with I haven't seen in a long time. And her husband the other day, I said, hey, say hey, say hey to your husband. He said, hey to Goober. So now <laughs> when I talk to her, uh, he, he and I have become Goober and Gomer. Hey to Gomer. Oh, hey to Gomer. oh that's good. I swear, well, there I'm could so be worse things to be. <laughs> well, Mayberry. Mayberry was such a fiction, wasn't it? Oh, golly, yeah. Yep. There were some things about Mayberry that were true. For instance, there was Esso Gasoline. There really is a Mount Pilot. Uh, yep. The rest of it was kind of like the rest of the TV, like the Beverly Hillbillies. Oh, man, that show. Though, I got to tell you, I do tell people when I'm teaching about uh, folkways here, I'll say, now, that whole thing that Granny used to do about spring tonics, that's a valid thing. It's a good thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I swear, the well, older I get, the more I look like Granny. I'm turning into this little <laughs> tiny, little tiny, mean little woman. I'm going to get me some braids up across my head like Granny, and I'll be <laughs> pointing my finger at people like, what do you mean? Blah, blah, blah. Wear a long skirt and some combat boots. Yep. And a big old apron. And a squirrel and, gun. And I was going to say, and carry a big old shotgun. That'd be good. A big old shotgun. Yeah. Big old no, shotgun. you don't have to. You, you I don't have, have to have a big old shotgun. No, you do not. And you will never look like that. No matter what. <laughs> you may jump around mad like that, but I you're do. never going to look like that. Oh, well, <laughs> I suspect I look a little bit more like Rumpelstiltskin, a little bit less than I do like Granny. <sighs> Um, I, get, you know. I get mad though, don't I? I get ill with things. Right now, well, I'm mad. You let it out. You know, right now, I'm mad because the city has opened up and there's all these tourists here bringing all their filth from somewhere else. I can't uh, even go to the damn grocery store without looking like I'm heading into a in a hazmat. Yeah. <laughs> and now, at least people are coming from God knows where, Georgia and Tennessee and South Carolina. God, this makes me all mad. that far. 
Yes, yes. Well, it's only All supposed to be local, but we know that doesn't work. Yeah, I know. I know it really doesn't work. I know. And, and every time I just go out and get in the garden, that's all I do. When I get mad I, and it's nothing I can do anything about, I just go, you know what? I'm going out in the yard. I'm going to go into the back garden and I'm just going to be there looking at the flowers. It's the thing to do. The birds. That's all I can do. It's the thing to do. It really is. And listen, let me just say this you've got about 89,000 mason jars here so you can grow some food and still be able to can it you know there there is still two big boxes of mason jars in that back room that haven't even washed yet <laughs> so yes i, I love see, it I I love and i swear when this book goes in june mm -hmm. one and it will go in i promise you um i'm gonna i'm gonna be canning like a fool i'm gonna be sewing mm -hmm. some stuff I'm going to make everybody I know a nice apron so oh my. get in the kitchen and get busy. <laughs> you Regardless your gender, get your ass in the kitchen and get busy. <laughs> that sounds like the line from South Park so that Cartman said, you get your bitch ass in that kitchen and make me a pie. And he was talking to his mother. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> my I'd like for somebody to say that to you. <laughs> My my kid would say that to me one time. One oh, yeah. time. Oh yeah, no, it would not fly in in the Corbin household fly. either. I can I, tell you that right now. I well, tell so, people all the time, your kids are not your friends. You got to set them up in life so that they understand that somebody's not going to be wiping their butt for their whole life. They got to think yeah, for themselves. I know, I know. Well, you probably were not a hover mother. You ever heard that? Time? Well. I was a little bit just because the college she chose to go to was incompetent in almost every way. And I'm not oh. going to do a shout out to them, but golly, she would, she would call me crying because she was trying to get something straightened out with like a parking permit or something. Oh. And they had sent her to five or six different places and she oh. had to get to class. And I would just call. And there was the woman I talked to all the time that was my contact there. She'd say, oh, hello, Miss Ballard. What can I do for you today? This time. I, I really was a little bit of a of a hover parent, but I just can't. I am not putting up with that bureaucratic bullshit from people. I'm just not. Uh, it's like, give me your boss, and then give me his boss, and then give me her boss, and let's just fix this. Or just give me somebody who will fix it. Yeah. Yeah, and, and you know what? Nine times out of ten, it'll be the line-level employee yep. that will just quietly do whatever needs to be Take done. Care. And yeah. that's why I am never rude to those kind of people because, well, you know what they say, you catch more flies with honey than you do with vinegar, but we know what really catches flies and it isn't either one of those things. And so we if you know that vinegar has its own place in catching people too, don't we? That's right, but if you can use what flies really like, which is a big old line of BS, then you're going to get a lot, <laughs> lot farther with the flies, not that anybody wants a fly. Why'd I start right. on I don't know, but you've said things that you've you've been going, 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 which I love. I love how your mind is working today, I, but you've left me far behind in the dirt. I was going to tell you about three or four topics ago that my mom and I were talking, and she was telling me that Western, which is college, you know, Western Carolina, um, is offering... Uh, a, a six or eight week course starting in June on the Cherokee language. So she was telling me to take it. 
It is. I may do it. I really may do it. I'm not swearing that I will, but but I'm going to seriously consider it. And she also told me while I was at it that since I had a little time, she just wanted me to write a book that she thought for a while that I should write a book. And I was like, well, mom, you do know that I can't write worth a damn. Everything I write sounds like too much hyperbole. It sounds like a car salesman or something. (laughs) <laughs> you know, because I've written a lot of ad copy and you know press releases and stuff like that, but I've I've <laughs> don't I don't think that I am qualified for that whatsoever. But it I thought it was interesting that mom is still finding jobs for me <laughs> and things for me to have as a career. <laughs> and oh. and I think it's so cool though. I really I do. Love she was it. telling me she was saying. Uh, well, you know, if you know the, the Cherokee language, and of course, you know people over there, and I'm quite sure you could find a way to work that into some, some teaching. <laughs> Mom, I'm going to go take a six-week course and be able to teach it. But anyway, <laughs> no, but, but you know, I mean, I seriously appreciate her um, thinking about me that way, you know, and thinking that I'm capable of learning something at this age is pretty cool that my mom, <laughs> mom would think that. So that was one, that was one thing that I was going to tell you. And the other thing I was going to tell you um, when we were talking about gardening is, have you noticed all the creative ways that people are planting gardens this year? It is amazing, isn't it? It is amazing. Yeah. So I'm excited to look at everybody's gardens and so many of us have little tiny aspirations because we don't know if we're going to be going back to work. We don't know what we're doing anyway, you know, and so on and so forth, and maybe don't have a lot of space. Um, And so I'm seeing, I saw one of my friends on Facebook today posted this thing where she had taken um, a table an outdoor table, you know, kind of wrought iron, and it's got holes in the in the top of it. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I do. Okay, and she just laid a bag of dirt on it, poked holes in the bottom of the bag, and then cut a, a rectangle out of the top of the bag and mixed up her dirt and planted lettuce and spinach. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I mean, you want to talk about just, that that was like, wow, I could have had a V8. You mean I could have done something like that all these years? And I never thought about that. And I'm what well, I'm looking at folks in the city, my on my friends list who have these uh indoor gardens, these aero gardens and and other gardens that they'll make, hydroponic gardens and stuff. And it's just fascinating how people do that. And a lot of people are doing raised bed gardening. Yeah, that's a that's a smart way to go, especially if you don't know what's under, you know, what's in your soil. But mm-hmm. I, you know, I always recommend it, get your soil tested. Now, I haven't done it in years, but you need to but you get know it tested. It. Yeah, well, you need to make sure you don't, you know, you're not on on a super fun site or mm-hmm. some other thing, and just figure out what your soil needs because that's that's the basis of all of it. That's true. I mean. It is true. And for so many folks, they're living in a suburb or 
somewhere where somebody has lived before them and they may not know what's in the dirt or maybe maybe their yard man or their son or their husband or them they may have put some stuff in the dirt there through the years you know you yeah. never know you're exactly right about that but if you buy the dirt from someone and then and then use it you know then you should be pretty sure about your stuff. I'm going to well, point Well, except you don't know where that dirt year. came from. You know, but you don't know where that dirt came from that you bought. Well, yeah. I mean, honestly, yeah, I, I would go the old route like you because, you know, I would go the route that you go. But if if it's a new place for me and I don't know, then then I think I would feel a lot safer at least buying it from an organic farm or something. At least yeah. they know they can talk to you about it knowledgeably. You know, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. So uh, yeah, I'm gonna plant a potato bush this year. Oh, I'm fun! To go a potato bush, Alicia. Oh, I'm sorry. A potato bush? What do you mean? <laughs> it's you go get. I've got some chicken wire, and you dump your dirt in the chicken wire, and you plant your uh, potatoes inside the dirt. And then it so it grows above ground, and it bushes out. And at the end of the year, you can spread the dirt back out if you want to, or you can just keep it that same way. Uh-huh. And it's interesting because you don't have the problems with uh, you know moles and animals and so on. Because with potatoes, they can eat the leaves anyway if they want to, you know. <laughs> and frankly, I don't mind tithing out some potatoes to them too. But you know. I just think that that's an interesting idea. So I'm going to try that this year and, or I guess tomorrow I'll be trying that. And also I'm going to do my version of container gardening and that will be using the canvas grocery store bags. They have these garden bags now that you can buy and they look really cool. And as I was researching them I realized that they were made out of the same thing that the local grocery store bags are made out of they cost about a dollar each yeah and the advantage as far as I'm concerned is that they have handles yeah so if I want to move one from the front to the back because of the sun I can do so hopefully for a season and they cost about a dollar for the bag where do you get them at the grocery store for huh. yeah, I mean you, they're they're grocery store bags, so Angles would have them. Um, I've got some bags from Earth Fair that I'm going to use, even though they should be collectible by now. But um, they're also <laughs> they're not dyed. Huh? You know, that's and, cool. And I thought, well, I'm really going to try that. I think it's and of course I've got a couple of hanging baskets that instead of putting pansies in them. Or something like that. I'll put strawberries in them. Mm. Yeah. I haven't decided about tomatoes yet. I probably will, but I know I'm running late on it. Well, I got a bunch of tomatoes that have come up in the compost here. Mm-hmm. So we grow some of those there. Cool. Yay. Yeah. I'm so excited. So excited. I really, really am. And I was wondering. If anybody out there knew, because I've looked and I just can't tell uh, about the price on a set of used night vision glasses, goggles, 
<laughs> you know why I'm asking. I do, but I'm just thinking about all the mischief you could get in with some night vision goggles. Good Lord. <laughs> I want to see what animals are out there looking at me at night. I think because I know those woods have got a lot of animals in them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I just think it'd be really cool. Mount might be a little scary, but I, I mostly think it would be cool. Well, <laughs> what what are you going to be scared about? Because you've seen the bears and the groundhogs and the big old giant black snake that lives in the basement. Yeah. And yeah. Deer and then big old whatever they were, raptors that were up there the other day. <laughs> I think that was an amazing all the wild thing. Kingdom. Unless there's yeah. like a, I don't know what else, a cougar. What if it Could was there be Sasquatch? Cougar in there? Big old painter in there, maybe. <laughs> I think if there's a painter, you'd have heard it though. Well, oh no, no, I don't think there'd be one around here. But what about a Sasquatch? Well, <laughs> yeah, there could be. There could be a Sasquatch. No, in that neighborhood, there could be a Sasquatch. <laughs> Yeah, well, there you go. Now, I I don't know. It was just, that was one of my other kind of fleeting thoughts that I had today that I was going to ask. Because collectively, the hive mind is very intelligent. Our friends, we're very lucky. Because oh, they have a lot of talents. Yeah. So smart. Yeah, yeah. So I've I've learned a lot this last week or so, I think, about I'm getting some ideas about gardening and stuff like that and you know so uh, that's why I'm in a good mood mostly not because of any other reason I can tell you that <laughs> I, I think I'm in a good mood because I don't have a television here yay I don't have well, to see it that's smart I think well but yeah. you know if you can't if you can't listen to the news you shouldn't is the way I look at it yeah. If it yeah, upset, because yeah. I know lots of people that they just said, "Look, I don't, I can't listen to it no more because it's just it's too hard," and yeah. it's not like you're gonna hear the news and then you're gonna be able to spring into action and fix that right. problem because we just can't. Most of them, we just can't. Right. All we can right. do is take care of take care of each other, and and be as kind and generous as we know how to be. Right. That's as just Gomez would it. say, we're doing the best we can. Yeah, and you know it doesn't matter if I feel judgmental and yeah. feel like, well, but you ain't doing the best you can. It's you know that comes back to me. What am I supposed to be doing? I'm not doing. Right. And can exactly. I do more? Yeah. The no TV has been an act of self care. Yes. Because had, had I really, if I really want to, I have the ability to you know use an app. And catch television. And I do go and get news periodically, but I'm able to control it easier. If I, if, because what I'm a lazy person, and if there's a TV around, you know, I'll click it on and it'll be there. It'll just be on. And that's just ridiculous for me, anyway. I can't speak for anybody else, but when I watch too much television, it not only does it cloud up my mind. But it wreaks havoc on my emotions, and my body yes. doesn't even like it. Yes, I, I, I agree. And and I I know I'm just this is my Byron is judgmental show this time, but 
I also, I look at the advertising on TV if I watch, you know, straight old commercial TV. And I think, why would anybody care about that? Why did you care that you have to have super long eyelashes? Who cares? Yeah. Why, why do I care that my hair is soft and bouncy? Who cares? And it just seems like this trivial waste of energy and money. And that, and, that yeah. frustrates me. It frustrates me. Because if all the people in the United States care about is the length of their eyelashes or the, the size of their hips, then we're lost. As a culture, we're lost. Well, as a culture, we are buried. So it's, we don't have, it's not everybody that's there. But the mass media, I mean, it's called mass media for a reason. Because it's out there and it's, it's there for the masses to consume. And as a group, I think that we do. The, the problem with advertising is that it's a, surface, it's a surface thing, but it actually has repercussions throughout your subconscious over time. And it's just like watching too much television, especially violent television. There were some surveys done back when I was studying this stuff, and I was horrified to find out how many thousands of times a child would have witnessed a human death or an animal death on television by the time they were old enough to drive. I mean, think about mm. that. And the whole subject of subliminal advertising is insidious if you think about that. Do you have you have you ever studied anything about subliminal advertising? A little bit, but you know, I was just thinking we haven't heard anything about that in years, have we? Well, we haven't heard about it, but it's still going on. Oh yeah, I imagine, yeah. Not as overtly as it was when it was first a subject that was coming out in the sixties and seventies. And it was uh considered kind of a badge of honor at one point to be able to afford to have that kind of an ad. For instance, some of the first advertising was in movie theaters, subliminal advertising was in movie theaters and they ran some tests. They, they were showing, I think it was like every fifth screen, they were putting in a photograph of a fountain drink, fountain soda, okay? And then they gauged how many people ran out and bought it in the intermission versus not having that embedded in the digital, or excuse me, in the uh, uh, film cells. And it was just, that was one thing. And of course, by the time you got into the, the mid-70s, I would say, it started getting a lot more sophisticated. So people were getting, people in the U.S. were getting magazines mailed to their home. You remember that? Mm -hmm, were, I did. If you were a suburban housewife and you were lucky, uh, you could get Red Book and Home and Garden, Better better Home and Garden, I guess is what it was, Better Homes and Garden. Uh, you might be able to get, most everybody would get a Reader's Digest. And s super sophisticated people might get a Playboy magazine in the mid-70s. Mid and uh, some of these more adult-type magazines would have a lot of ads for um, liquor, for alcohol. And that was uh, an interesting subset of subliminal advertising because a lot of them would show like a, a tall glass of, of some sort of booze and there would be some 
ice cubes stacked up in the tall glass of booze. And once it was pointed out to you, you could see that in the shadows of the ice cubes, each ice cube would have a letter, and the letters would spell sex or something like that. Huh. I kid you not. I'm really not kidding. I, I can find the examples for that. Um, and it went on to become even more sophisticated in the 80s. Uh, we were doing mass shopping and shopping malls. And, and by that time, it had evolved into this whole uh, genre of people who would uh, go and do placement in stores. And they would study, they would study shopping, shopping habits and base advertising on that. And of course, by the time the 90s rolled around, you see, there were all of those layers and then some. And then we got social media on top of it. So as Americans, if we watch TV, listen to radio, read a magazine, you know, or gotten on the internet, we've been subjected to all kinds of messages. And whether we're conscious of it or not, it still affected us. Wouldn't you say? Yeah, oh, I think so. Yeah, um, and so, and, yeah, so it just affected us whether we were thinking it was or not. Right, right. And so the rebel in me has never liked that. The more I learned about it, the more I didn't like it. And the more suspicious I get of all advertising and TV shows, and it's like, I don't want to be that person who's suspicious of everything. So let's just say that I trust my own stuff. <laughs> and other than that, I try and take it all with a grain of salt. And I really, really, really try and limit the number of media messages that I allow myself to have in a given day. And so I used to get irritated because I would drive from Hooterville to Asheville. And it'd <laughs> take me about 20 or 30 minutes back in the day back before it took an hour um, and somehow I got on this neuro podcast thing and it was talking about the number of, of, me of media messages that you get in your typical 25 minute commute to work and mine was a typical 20, 25-minute commute. And it was hundreds and hundreds of messages, especially if you were listening to the radio. But you're seeing billboards and you're reading bumper stickers and there's a good chance you're talking on the phone or listening to something on, you know. And it's just your life is full of them. And it's, it, it's very hard to escape it. But if you can, if you can find that way out for a while where you're not getting everybody else's messages to you, I think you're better off. Because thinking for yourself is an important thing. And I think sometimes we've lost the knack of that. We've got talking heads on the news and different places, all these day sh daytime shows. They're telling you yeah. exactly what you need to think about particular things. And so as a result, we don't, we don't, some people don't take the time to find out what the real situation is and all the stuff around it before mm -hmm. they just jump to the conclusion that somebody just fed them. Right. Right. And I see it all the time and you do too. And yeah. so that's my, that's part of, that's a long way of explaining why I don't want TV here. And I'm really grateful 
that there's never been TV here. You see, because in quarantine, I have my thoughts to myself and I've got some books if I want to read them. And if I really need to, I can go get online with uh, my phone. You see, but other than that. There was a little bitty TV down there 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. And it had was it had a cassette player in it, so that we could watch movies on the little tiny TV, and we could get I think uh, you know the local channels, maybe two or three local channels. Mm-hmm. That was it. That was wow. It. So well, it might be worth it to have if there was ever such a thing like a little portable TV that played CDs. I mean DVDs and stuff like that. I don't know, just so you could watch a movie. But you watch oh, def- there's. I can, and they're definitely such a thing. And honestly, I brought a little TV and and have getting ready to take it back home. I haven't even plugged it in. So, you know, <laughs> and I and I don't intend to. Yeah. But but at the time, I was like, well, maybe I'm going to miss having a TV around. No, no. I, the longer I go completely without it. The, the more my brain feels like my brain again. Not that I've ever had a period in my life where I didn't have TV available, but, you know, my brain feels a lot more active. feels like my brain again. Huh. That's good. That's yeah, good. Yeah. Mine, mine gets filled up with stuff sometimes, and I feel like I have to do a dump. Yeah. Not take not take a dump. Do a dump. <laughs> dump some information that's just rolling around in there, and I don't really need it. Right. But right. that's about focusing. You know, sometimes focusing in is hard when there's a lot of demands on your time and your attention. Well, yeah, I compare it to computer windows. Remember when you'd get windows that you'd open up all these little windows, and now you open yeah. up tabs on a browser. Yeah, and it's yep. like I'll, I'll have all of them up there. I'll have 17 tabs open at at one time. It doesn't give me any more brain power. It just means that what I've got had to be split 17 ways. And and so it's a a really inefficient way of using your brain, if you ask me. Yeah. Oh my but, gosh. Yes. Yeah. Because once you're able to follow in a thought to its logical which I have trouble with when I've got too much advertising thrown at me but once I'm you know in this place that I am now then I I do a much better job of taking care of myself you know not as scattered and so on and so forth yeah. anyway and it makes you I'm, more effective when something big comes up because you can just focus in on it like a laser right and I do I do. Yeah, I, I try to do that. Yeah, I'm not always successful. Well, oh no, I'm definitely not always successful. This feels very good to me, and you know, I've been sleeping so well, except for mm-hmm. when I don't. Uh, yeah. Which you know, I had a couple of nights near the the moon change or during the moon change a couple of weeks ago, um, where my sleep was slightly poor. But other than that, I, I sleep like a baby here. Yeah, good. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad. I'm sleeping. I, yeah. I'm sleeping pretty good. Uh, Are sometimes you? I sleep real hard, yeah. and it feels like I've been out hoeing the field all night when I wake oh, up. But mostly I've been, and I'm sleeping a little later. I my my perfect wake up time is seven o'clock. 
Oh. But I've been sleeping a little bit past that recently, and that's been helpful. Good for you. That's very good for you. Yeah. I'm glad. And and you, when you write, do you feel best in the morning when you're writing? I, I used to. Um, that was my best time to write. Now I find that once the house is quiet, I write better. So uh, my husband usually goes to bed between 10 and 11, and then I then I jump on the computer for two three hours right then. Yeah, yeah. I go through quiet. I need the quiet. Yeah, yeah. I go through cycles. Um, I I would have told you this time last year that I was a night person, but I seem to be waking up around seven now on my own, but and yeah. feeling good, which is good. Yay! Anyway, feeling good is the thing, man. It is. I hope everybody out there has found their balance in this kind of strange, weird COVID-ish time. And I hope everybody out there can sleep well, like like we've been doing. Yes, and that and that those people who have real and immediate problems, that they find ways to solve those problems and that they feel supported by the people around them to do what needs to be done. Absolutely. Yep. There are a lot of people out in in radio land. There's a lot of people out in the world that feel like they're all alone. And And some of them actually are. Some of them are. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a shame. I hope. Yeah, it is a shame. So we, wow, we got real sad real fast. I know. Well, we've been pretty solemn this whole time, I think. Not too much that wild hysteria we get into. But I, you know, it just, it feels like on, it feels honest because that's where I am today and it's where you are too. And I bet it's where a lot of our listeners are going to be that they just want a nice, quiet, uh, discussive discussion. Yeah. Yeah. Drama is yesterday's news. I really. don't desire any drama and that's the truth I don't mind talk but I also enjoy quiet time too and I think that it's because we all have some extra stress on us so you know you and I are not saying that we don't have anything going on or nothing to worry about it's Mm -hmm. just uh it's just a quieting down of the clamor as much as possible for me and you haven't had as much luck at that as me you're way more on demand and and there are situations that you get called to deal with and and you do you know um and my my involvement in that way is a lot less than yours and so I've been able to have some quiet days and some quiet evenings and and you know and have them be actually quiet so and I I hope that for you real soon I know you've got a lot of work to do. You've got, well, you got a bunch of writing to do. I do, and and I'm just I'm acting on kind of I'm kind of acting on faith that it will all get done when it should get done, and there's no point in being stressed out about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just you know, take it one step at a time. Do the work in front of me, the work on my hands, and just get yeah. it done. And, and that's do the best thing do. you can. That's the best thing you can do. And you know, I mean, I've made it. I would love to just take an hour every day and and just 
chatter on the phone with you. I really love talking to you. I'm, you know, I really do. But I'm trying to kind of leave you alone right now, knowing that you've got a deadline. Thank so, you, because that would be another hour, because I have people that chatter to me. Chat with me is a better way to put it. You know, I can lose three or four hours a day with people just calling to chat. Right, right. And I'm and just going to listen, because that's what I do. I'm right. Just, so I get it, and I can chat, too, for quite a long time, but I have a Bluetooth device in my ear as we speak, and so I'm mobile. Yeah, yeah, that's good. <laughs> but here's, yeah, here's, but the, here's the other news that I'm going to leave in our, at, at the end for the excitement. So okay. if, all, if all these damn tourists can come to town, I can come up to Weird Mountain and see what's going on. Yes, you can. Yeah, I can. And we can <clears throat> sit on the porch. Oh, and with this weather, yes, yes, yeah. and yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. so <laughs> once I get on the other side of this weekend, I got to lay down, I don't know, a few words in this manuscript. I'm going to figure out a day next week when it's pretty, and I'm just going to come out there. We're going to sit on the porch. Oh, man. We're going to drink some tea. It's going to be great. Yes, yes, yes. It will be. I'm looking forward to that. Me I was wondering too. when you come out. <laughs> yep. Well, I've been, you know, I've been holed up. I know. I know. I know you have been. And and we've we've all been kind of trying to figure out our what's going on or where, you know, for me it's been I have not been able to maintain a routine. I can go 3 4 days at a time. And that's it. Well, and <laughs> and both of us have those, you know, the uh conditions with this covid that that we should not we should limit our exposure that's what i'm trying right. to say right. um but you know damn if the mayor and the county commissioners can say well bring all you damn tourists in then i can come to weird mountain and we can sit that's on the right. board hell yes, with we all can. we'll stay six feet apart we will we'll wear masks except yeah. when we're drinking tea or corn liquor uh, Alright, love you gal I love Thank y'all for listening Absolutely, You've been I rambling loved today. all the comments I did, I loved all the comments That Me I was too. reading Y'all so, come. Anyway, we have the best friends, don't we? Yeah, we do, we do Well, all right, I love you guys. Take care Bye now Bye. Hey, thank you for spending your time with us here at Weird Mountain Gals. We sure do appreciate it. You know, I know time is the most important thing we have, so I promise that if you take your time to listen to us, we'll take our time to continue to be weird. Many thanks to Sunslice Records for all the help. We couldn't do it without you, Craig. Check out our social media for information, community, or a few laughs. W-Y-R-D Mountain Gals. W-Y-R-D.